podcast, Johnson. It's every other Monday's main event. Hey, welcome everyone to every other Monday's main event. You didn't even try. I, I never try. This is a professional wrestling podcast about professional wrestling. It is. I'm uh, I'm Bill here with Mike. That's goddamn right. Yep, and we're going a little different direction this time around. We're keeping it on wrestling. But we're going to talk about uh, a video game. One of our each uh, have a favorite video game. We're going to talk about That's that right. involves the the art of of wrestling. There's a, a bit of an age difference, uh, so you'll see that when we reveal the games we're going to talk about. Absolutely. And who would like to go first? Should I go first, or should you go first? Well, yeah, let's go in chronological order of All release. Right, so so that's, that would be me. That's right. So um, I think this might this might be a topic we touch on on occasion. Uh, so this is my uh, first one I'm choosing. It's probably the first one that I that I probably played ever, which was uh, for the old Nintendo Entertainment System uh, Pro Wrestling. It came out in 1987. Uh, this, Damn uh, that early! Oh, that was that yeah. was like when Nintendo was still doing all their sports games. Were just like soccer, ice hockey. Like there was no affiliation with anything. It was just generic. Right, and you for the most part. I don't know if you look familiar with the old packaging. It had like the, the standard look uh, for, the, for the packaging for all of them, like the the black box with something fit within the you know the whatever frame they yeah, had. Like the diagonal kind of. Yes. Standard or, font with a pixel uh, art version of like it almost looked like a screenshot of the game, which most most Nintendo games had like a, a realistic portrait of a fucking gruff robot man for Mega Man and all that. Yeah, it was like um, do you know Drew Struzan, movie poster artist? Uh, I don't believe so. I yeah, might know was, his work. If you... Yeah, you. I'm sure you've seen his work everywhere, but he yeah. did like the Indiana Jones posters, for example. Or oh, okay, like the really like. Very like, almost like oil, realistic oil paintings, kind of. Yes. Yeah. Side note: There's a really great uh, documentary about him. So you should. Uh, I don't know if you, that would interest you, but anyone listening who's into movie poster art, it's really good. No, I th- I love a good movie poster. Yeah. Sucker for him. Well, you should watch that then. I forget what it's called, but if you look up Drew Struzan and documentary, there you go. I'm halfway there, I'm gonna watch it right. now. You just but, do the rest of the show. Okay. Uh, but the thing about the uh, the cover art for this one, it had two wrestlers, but um, one of them didn't look like anything like any of the the wrestlers in the game. It was a masked wrestler, but he looked different. He was wearing orange. Oh. In the midst of getting a back, I think a, a back suplex. But um, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, yeah. There's no one. Is orange, right? Am I mistaken? Is yes. There's no one, no one in that game. He's orange like and that. he's got like a weird, uh, like a helm. Yeah, it's it's almost, it almost looks more like a helmet than a lucha yeah, mask. If but, it was, uh, that could just be because you know you have like six pixels to work with. So yes, what are you gonna do? But uh, so the, uh, I think the other one is just a guy in a black shorts, which there is in the game. So yes. because this was eight bit 1987 Nintendo, you had plenty of limitations compared to tons of stuff that's come out since. Compared to the graphic powerhouse that we're going to talk about after, yes, uh, it's <laughs> leaps and bounds above this, but 
Uh, so yeah, I don't know if did you have you played this game before? Um, it's it's like a lot of NES games where you know I had my you know ten or fifteen that I was obsessed with and played religiously with you know your Mario's and. Zelders and Rampage and all that nonsense. But a lot of times, you know, kind of in the later years, when I started to kind of be intrigued by the back catalog of the old systems, um, I would often find myself at the house of someone that would have an NES with, you know, a milk crate of 500 games. So, yeah, I wanted to kind of get a little taste of everything. And so I would mess around with pro wrestling, but I would mess around for it about as much as I would mess around with anything else uh which was you know five ten minutes at a time and it's like wait i gotta see what else i gotta see something else um so i didn't have a ton of experience with it until uh you know this week to prep for the show i played it it is uh if you are a nintendo switch online member you have access to their like 30-ish game nes catalog um and it's just they're all there to play immediately and pro wrestling is among them so that's good I fiddled around with that for I want to say ten minutes before I couldn't figure out what the fuck was happening, and said, oh, "I'm gonna, I'll take Bill's word for it that uh, it was wonderful." You couldn't handle up, down, left, right, and, and A, B buttons. Well, it was interesting because I was like, "All right, so uh, the main two things I was doing was I was doing a lot of punching and I was doing a lot of back body drops." Um, but what I was finding was that it landed maybe ten percent of the time. Yeah, uh, I was never able to like successfully do anything. I I was able to get the guy on the ground a couple times to you know put him in for a pin. Yeah, uh, I never got past the two count. Oh, that's it too bad. Was, did uh, you uh? Did you try just one using one guy? Or did you try using different ones? I was unable to find a way to play beyond one character. It was I would press start for one player, and then it was like, all right, you're you're in. You're oh. choosing, you know, it's like, yeah. I think you just went side to side to, to pick different guys. Well, you have to remember, I'm not smart. <laughs> so you you were using must have been the gentleman in the black shorts and fighter Hayabusa. That's right. Okay. I like, actually, I liked his move. His was one of the tougher ones to hit in general. Uh, I'll just go through. I'll, I'll fire off all the. Uh, there's only six playable characters in this game. Uh, I believe that the order is right if you go by what they consider what I assume they consider to be the least to the best. You had fighter Hayabusa. Starman, who was my favorite, and you had Kid Corn Karn, who I hated. He was the worst. Uh, you had the Amazon Giant Panther, who was as orange as Donald Trump, and then you had nice. King Slender. King Slender was uh, he was a de facto champion when he started. Uh, so the whole purpose of the game, really, you had to if unless here's the thing, the the purpose of the game is you had to fight through, um, you know, whoever you chose, you fought through the other five guys. Uh, once you beat them all, I forget, see, I think if you go through them once or twice, that's just one time you become the champion. And then you have to defend it two times through everyone else. And if you do that successfully, then you go on to a special uh, like boss battle type of match with the great Puma. He's not a playable character, so that he's a champion. So it's a champ- like a double championship match. If you beat him, then like that's the- how the game ends. So he was very difficult. I got to tell you this much. Those are fantastic names. Oh, I love them. I mean, I those like, are they so are, good. That's like perfect. It, it is weird though. King Slender is kind of a strange. Slender. He was. He was a. He was a. He was a big. He was a big guy. But um. So yeah. Each each one had like you know there was a everyone had the general moves punching kicking. You could do suplexes, back suplexes. 
Uh, everyone could dive off the top rope with a couple things, either a splash or knees, which I thought was pretty cool. You could just drive your knees in the top rope into someone. Um, and most people could do like clothesline or some other stuff, but uh, each one had... I did get hit with a clothesline. Yes. Well, I'm in real life today. Someone got you. Yes. Yeah, oh. just now. Sorry. <laughs> oh, by the way, if, if uh, anyone listening, uh, Mike was uh, hogtied on his bed earlier. That's right. Yeah. So I misbehaved. My cat did it. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah. So real quick, uh, Fighter Heavy was like, he only had one special. His was called the back brain kick. And you had to position yourself below because this is when you're, you're like, just, you know, facing each other. You, you don't like rotate around. It's just a stationary uh, shot of the ring. And you would just kind of face each other. That's that's basically how you were either facing right or facing left. So you had to get like below where the the other opponent was, and as they came down towards you, you had to like time it right, hit the A button, and kick him in the back of the head. So uh, that was hard. But then um, my favorite guy, Starman, he had two special moves. He would uh, run at you and throw like kind of like a an X chop into your face or throat, or he would you'd lock up. He'd lock up and you'd you do a backflip kick, knock him over. Um, let's see, King Kong Carney. I thought he had the, the least special moves. It was like a karate chop to the head, or like just like a different kick and boring. I thought. Mm. Uh, uh, let's see, Amazon, who uh, he was from Parts Unknown in the game, which I like. They had one person from Parts Unknown. Nice. His his seemed he would get booed when he would do his. He would either bite your head, just grab you and bite your head. Or he would get you in a, in a headlock and he would like do something, but it was like a chuck, chuck, chuck noise. And it sounded like he was doing something illegal. Uh, great, uh, excuse me, uh, Giant Panther, would, he had the headbutt, which no one else had. And he could oh. give you the iron, the iron claw, which was good. Um, and then uh, uh, King Slender, he only had one, but it was a backbreaker. And here's the thing, like you could, the, the most devastating move I thought that everyone had for the most part was a pile driver. But you couldn't just give that right off the bat, even suplexes. If you tried too soon for a suplex, if you tried it, then your opponent would suplex you instead. So you had to tire him oh, out a bit. Oh, shit. That would explain why I was getting suplexed constantly. <laughs> yep, that, that would make sense. Yep. The, the back suplex, I think you could hit any time. But, uh, so, but what I would like to do with King Slender, you could usually, early on, because it did get a little bit tougher as it went along. If you'd hit, I like, I think you could literally in the first match give... Uh, when you first fought Fire Hayabusa, you give him two backbreakers and a pod driver, and then that was it. Like it could be that quick. The, like the backbreaker was a, a a very devastating, draining move on someone. Man. So, yeah, I, I I spent probably between this game and Tetris, probably like that. I probably spent the most t- overall time when I had a Nintendo, a functioning Nintendo. I played this tons. Yeah. Uh, what was? I mean, Tetris is a perfect game, and I can imagine pro wrestling. I can imagine when At you time. get, yeah, and when you get the hang of it, I can yep. see how it would be fun. It had, it had something about it that that you know, because there was a lot of bad, like you know, quickly thrown together NES games, and then there's the ones that they're small and they're you know relatively tight, but they they have they're still the total package like they're still designed in a smart way that you feel yes. like you can you can really kind of get the most out of a little game a good repeat play i thought and it was also very well received and reviewed at the time as well uh which doesn't surprise me but when you uh, say if you went through everyone and you got to the end and you fight great puma um he had he could hit any special move on you oh fuck 
Plus, he had like an extra powerful clothesline that would like take you off your feet, and he would go up in the air at the same time. So he was really hard to beat. The only reason I could ever beat him, I had a, a NES Max controller. So you could oh, hold that. Had the, had the turbo button, so you could just hold it down instead of having to like tap it repeatedly. So it was kind of a cheat, but I'll still think that went. Yeah. yeah. Did you did you uh, play with uh, other people a lot? Oh, I tried everyone. I, I use everyone. No, I, I mean like with like oh. friends or like oh, yeah, your siblings you or anything. Uh, more so friends. And my big sister was not down for that. <laughs> she would play Tetris, but not uh, pro wrestling. So, so it was just the same. You could do two player. You couldn't do anything else. You couldn't do tag teams or anything like that. Yeah. But um, one thing I liked too, uh, I, I read this is one of the first games they have like a, a referee in the ring who would actually count the three. Oh, and you would actually have to come there over. Were some, there were a lot of later games that didn't have referees. Yeah. I know like some of them, if you had like six wrestlers in the ring, that was oh. like probably maxing out whatever uh, game system could handle it. Oh, but it was, was smart about it. If you went for the pin, he had to come over and be close to you before he would start. So if he was across the ring, you'd have to wait for him to run over to make the three count too. It wasn't just automatic. Yeah, oh, uh, even even though it didn't do anything, I'm sure you noticed at the bottom on the outside of the ring there was a cameraman going back and forth. Did you notice that? Oh, I did know. That I it was uh, I was actually I felt like the cameraman was more detailed than the wrestlers. Yeah, but he, he did, it didn't do anything. He was just there. Plus, there was announcers at the top, like I think on either side of the timer or below the timer was below them for the match. Um, but also, I, what I found out quickly. Uh, you, you can get you can get your person out of the ring. You can body slam them or suplex them out of the ring. And if you, there's a twenty count, so if you get them out of the ring, and oh, I had that happen to me. Yes, did you lose that way? Yep. Yeah, because you couldn't can only figure get out how to get back in the ring. You had to go down the bottom and go in like at the front. You couldn't go back in the sides. So oh, yeah, now you know if I was exclusively trying to get in at the sides. Uh, you messed up. If you ever uh, sure play did. again, yeah, go go down the bottom and you can enter uh, to the front uh, the front part, but. You could actually you could win championship matches that way on a countout. So I would just that would make things go faster. Once I figured that out, I'd just throw the guy out of the ring and just like try to subdue him enough and like I'd get back in like right at you know just before the twenty count was over. So uh, what I'd like to um You're a heel, you, man. I I well, definitely so was some heel shit. What I like to do is like if you threw someone out of the ring and you, you could actually like take a run and start and dive out onto them too, which that was pretty advanced for a Nintendo game. But what I'd like to do if I timed it right, right when they would, you know, I'd be in the ring, the guy with my guy would be outside on the floor. As he got 20, I, I'd run in like I'd be in midair because the game freezes like when you've won the match like that. So my guy would just get like, stuck in midair and the crowd would just go nuts while oh, you're that's pretty cool. suspended midair. I like that. Yeah, but it was uh, it was a fun game. I'm sure you're aware of the meme that came from that when you'd win a match because of the translation. It would say a winner is you. Oh, that was pro wrestling. That's pro wrestling. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I believe. And I'll never know that myself. I'll never experience that myself. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Man. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. You now play two players sometime, and I'll throw the match. You can. I'll play as Kin Corn oh, Karn because I hate I him, and I'd be happy to lose as Kin Corn Karn. That's exactly what my fragile ego needs. <laughs> yeah, I'll hook you up. But uh, yes, it was. It was really that was pretty much the game. Like when you get to the end, it just shows you like posing with. Uh, like you have to give your championship belt and like a trophy. Nice. And that's that's how it ends. It's really it. And then you just get to like start over again. But hey, video it, games was, were known for their endings back then. Yeah, it was enough to me. It was hours upon hours of entertainment. Um, I think it may have brought it up on a long time ago in a secret underground hideout episode when we talked about 
uh, Nintendo. For some reason, I must have been really tired. So, you know, I was 9 or 10 when I had, you know, played the game a lot. And I remember it was a summertime in my house. And because it was so hot, we had a finished basement. So my sister and I would sometimes sleep in the basement because it was cooler down there. And so there was one night I was playing pro wrestling and I had it on two-player mode. And I got both wrestlers to sync up just running back and forth off the ropes over <laughs> and over again. And for whatever reason, it was... a simple pleasure of youth. I was in hysterics laughing about it and I couldn't stop. To the point where my dad sent me to bed. Oh, the base, fuck. Yeah, because I wouldn't shut up about it. Oh, I don't God. Yeah, I don't know if there was more to it than forgetting, but he was like yelled at me to go downstairs and go to bed. So that's that's how my dad ended. So yeah, but so yeah, there was you know, basic moves that I mentioned. Uh, I did like when you got to the outside. Did you get thrown into the ring or the guardrails when you were out there? I got thrown into the guardrail. Yeah, I was pretty. I, again, that was a detail I was very surprised to see. If I don't know if it did it differed in damage. If you got down to when you were about to turn the corner, you could throw them into the ring post too. I'm sure that just counted as a ring, but I, I always like to do that because it just looked cooler to me. Yeah. yeah. But the, the only other thing too, like it would get a little tougher as it went along. Cause for, if you ran at someone to try to clothesline them or give them a high knee, they would move out of the way or they wouldn't come at you. So that made it a little bit tougher. Cause I like using Starman and one of his moves, you had to run and to throw the, the flying cross chop. And so you kind of lost that move as it went along, unless you caught them, very suddenly. So it, it was a little smart too. It wasn't just the exact same thing over again. It got a little tougher as you went along. So someone yeah. was thinking about that when they made the game. So, yeah, I'm sure. So yeah, that was my, uh, my trip down memory game. It's uh yeah, it was one of my all time favorite Nintendo games. And um, I felt glad I had a platform to talk specifically about that in some details. Well, if I ever see you in real life again, I will bring my switch and we can, uh, we can jump right into it. We can a get a match going. That's right. <laughs> we'll do it next. Whenever we get uh, Secret Underground Hideout back up and running in person, so we'll do the whole time. We'll let the other two dipshits talk <laughs> about some fucking nonsense, and you and I will just play pro wrestling. Yeah, they won't mind that. Nah, but, they're sweet boys. Yeah, yes. They'll. I'm sure they'll just you know pat us in the head and let us do it. That's right. So, well, uh, what what game you uh, bring to the table? I chose. Uh, the most basic bitch thing I could have possibly chosen because it is like the go-to wrestling game of every wrestling fan from of a, of a certain era. This is the the favorite. This is the one everyone always talks about. This is the gold standard as WWF No Mercy for the Nintendo 64. It's, uh, it's considered by pretty much anyone that grew up during the Attitude Era uh, to be the best wrestling game ever made, that nothing else can touch it. Uh, ever in history, and every time a new wrestling game is announced, all people say is, uh, better be like No Mercy, and it hasn't even, been since No Mercy. Even with the graphics? Well, they don't necessarily care about the graphics, but the way that it plays, um, and, and admittedly, I mean, people aren't wrong. This game plays like a dream. It's it's everything you could want a wrestling game to control like. Um, and I, I'm sure they could do some wonderful things modernizing it but uh people also need to fucking get over it and move on there's, the, there's been a lot of really really good wrestling games since but i love it i have a lot of fond memories playing it and uh it, it was absolutely like i i would vomit if i got to see like the total amount of hours that i put into the game in my oh, yeah. uh, my teen years because it was uh it was a lot i mean it, so that's the thing that you know you, it was probably tough to 
see, because I know you had only seen uh, footage of it, but to actually play it with a controller is outstanding. Because the way that it works is you have the B button, which is your strike button, yeah. and uh, every direction that you move the D-pad when you're hitting the strike button is a different strike. And then also, if you hold down B, same thing. Uh, so the, you know you have a total of I don't know like ten strikes in total that you can choose from, um, and like you know each strike has its own little variant. Um, and then the A button is the grapple button, so it's the same kind of thing that you press A to grapple, and then you press A alongside up, down, left, or right to do a move, one of many moves. And then if you hold it for a strong grapple, same thing. So again, there's a, there's a lot large variance of moves that you can do. Um, sounds very robust. It is, but it's awesome because the the beauty of it is that you know every wrestler plays the same. It's just the way the the moves are. You know, the, their their move set is what's different. So yeah. you don't have to like master a particular wrestler. You can literally just play, pick up and play as any wrestler, and they're just going to be doing different moves. Um, the a lot of the the WWE games prior to that really tried to i mean there there was one before this called um wrestlemania 2000 that was the same engine and no mercy just perfected it a year or two later um but before that they were doing uh there was wwf warzone and wwf attitude and their approach in that was let's treat it like a fighting game like a mortal Kombat. so every wrestler had combos that were specific to them which is awful because like if you want to have a one-off match as steve blackman you have to learn you know, up, up, down, right, I Y squared, or whatever the fuck. It was, was awesome. Attitude a PS1 game? Yep. I think I had that one. Was it, was it a red cover of sorts? Yep. I believe that had barbed wire matches in it. Um, it didn't, but there was an ECW game that ran off that engine that had the barbed wire match. Oh, maybe I had that one. Maybe I had both of them. We'll get to, I'm sure we'll talk about it. As a sense, I'm thinking about it now. I made a character for the one that had the barbed wire in it because you could create characters in that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, I, it was, I named him Wicked Fat Zombie. It was I just like, like it. A, the biggest guy I could make, but he was a, a skeleton outfit. That's all. Huh. Proceed. Why the fuck not? No, yeah. it was fun. Um, but actually, create a wrestler is a huge reason why this is my favorite wrestling game of all time, even though it doesn't have at all the best creator wrestler it actually kind of blows um because essentially you know you're choosing all your parts and you can you you can make your custom move set down to every single move which would take hours sometimes if you were a perfectionist virgin uh like i may (laughs) or may not have been and um but you know with the selection there's a couple of unique items but for the most part you really just mix and matching attire from existing wrestlers and doing palette swaps but even down to the face like they didn't do like the you know choose your eyes choose your nose choose your mouth it was literally just choose a wrestler's face like an so existing wrestler's to, face yes so you had to go off of all the faces in the game and can we talk about the faces for a second how there was just like rectangles that were kind of flat <laughs> I love it. Every every head is basically a square, and the front of the face is just a face texture. And um, like Legos, kind of. Yeah, kind, kind of. And they didn't do a, they didn't do a very good job of making any of them look like the wrestler they're supposed to be like at all. Like if you look at Triple H, that's not Triple H. Uh, once in a while, they kind of you know they kind of nailed it. But I was surprised they didn't just do like a photo. I guess we're going to try something different. Who who was your favorite to use, by the way, since you've brought up Triple H? Again. 
Um, Triple H was among my favorites. Chris Jericho was among my favorites. This was his uh, debut in a WWF game. Okay. Um, uh, they actually, because the game came out like three months after he debuted, I think. I could be totally wrong on that. But I feel like, oh no, it wasn't Chris Jericho. It was um, the Radicals, which were uh, Eddie Guerrero, Perry Saturn, uh, Dean Malenko, and uh, a particular murder-suicider. Um, oh, yeah. They debuted like not very long before the game came out. I remember it was a very big deal that they were able to sneak them in at the last minute. Oh. Um, but I liked that. But who I really liked to play a lot was me because that was my favorite part is I would make creator wrestlers of not just myself, but my friends and my enemies. Um, and I eventually just had it, you know, so every creator wrestler spot was taken by a person that was real. And if I didn't like someone in real life, guess what I was doing? We're having a fucking hardcore match tonight, baby. I take out all my anger on you motherfucker and beat the shit out of you with a stop sign for 45 minutes until you're busted open. Oh, see, there was bleeding. There was, it was, uh, and it was really nice because you knew when you busted someone open, because when you hit that strike or you hit that move, uh, the noise, and I could be thinking of, um, its predecessor WrestleMania, but I think when someone got busted open, no matter who they were, they all had the exact same voice clip of going, and it was just really (laughs) fucking weird. You're like, oh shit, he's busted open. Um, but it, yeah, it was always a single graphic for everyone. It was just like the classic Crimson Mask. Um, but uh, there was bleeding. And that was what was funny, too, was that WWF attitude. The uh, way they treated blood was like you would just wherever you got hit, you would have a cut. So like you yep. could finish a match with like 10,000 cuts on you. And it was really bizarre. Um, but yeah, I loved it. So I, you know, I had like at that time I was going through a lot, you know, my my sister at the time, her boyfriend, was the one that got me into wrestling. Um, this is the one that gave your friend a pedigree on the concrete. In the parking lot, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so he got me into wrestling, and then she started dating another guy after they broke up. I didn't care for. So I would have a wrestler of the old boyfriend and a wrestler of the oh, new wow. boyfriend, and I would have them fucking square <laughs> off, and I would have the, the old boyfriend beat the shit out of the new one. And... Um, but it was always cool when, like, because, like, the shitty wrestler faces they had, like, once in a while, they actually would line up really nicely with the person in real life. Yeah. Like, I used um, Kurt Angle's face, and when I found the right fat enough head shape, the Kurt Angle face on it did a decent job of looking like me. And uh, my sister's ex-boyfriend, he had Shane McMahon's face. Um, and again, very, very similar looks. And it was it was always nice when you kind of got that, when you finally kind of nailed it after space, staying up all fucking night trying to make a wrestler that resembled someone that you loved or hated in real life. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Nice. Um, so, but how many, uh, I'm just, there must have been like a ton of like match types then too. Yes. And again, cause it was like, you know, prime attitude era. They, you know, they had all the different hardcore matches and table matches. Ladder matches were a new thing in this one, which was a huge deal. And ladder matches were so much fun to play. Um, even though you could only have one ladder, in the in the ray it was that's the thing the nintendo 64 it was a limited system and part of the reason the graphics look fucking horrible is because hey if you make them look kind of shitty you can store other more important things onto the cartridge uh like different match types or a larger roster or um really 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 tinny shitty low quality versions of their theme songs 
Um, the entrance, the I, I watched the entrances too, and that yeah, like very very pixelated like stills of was this because it was I'm sure like it was based on video and not just right. Yeah, so their entrances, what it would do, it would play their Titantron video, but they couldn't play full motion video on a Nintendo 64 cartridge. So it was just, you know, they would take really blurry stills from their Titantron to kind of make it match that. Yeah. And I thought it was, I, and, you know, again, when you're, if you're 12 years old and you're getting heavily invested in the console war of a Nintendo 64 versus a PlayStation, PlayStation was on disc and it could hold up to 700 megabytes. So they had their full motion video on their games. So their wrestling games had the full Titantron. It had the full version of the theme song, high quality CD quality. So there was a lot of, uh, you know, fighting back and forth between the kids. Like, well, I can have all the Titantrons in my game. It's like, well, I can play different match types in mine. And it was a schoolyard bickering. Um, But they were all good for different reasons. Um, so, so at the ask was uh, was there with the character of Michael Spada? Did he become world champion in the game? Of course he did. Oh yeah, multiple, multiple, multiple time champion. Yeah. Oh my God, I would beat. Uh, yeah, whether it was a wrestler I didn't like or a person in real life, you know, sometimes you know, I'd I'd give the title to my sister's boyfriend just so I could take it off him. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. I have issues. Padding your stats. That's right. <laughs> um, but I, I remember too that you know my uh, one of my friends would always make fun of me because uh, the move set that I would give myself because I'm going to give myself all the coolest moves. I want to be able to do backflips off the top rope and all those things. Like you could never do this in real life. Well, it's a fucking video game. Eat shit. I'm just trying yeah. to have fun, man. Oh yeah. It's not supposed to be the real me. Fuck you. Wait. But then he was giving himself all these like you know fantastic moves. Like well you couldn't do that either. And he's like well I have a better chance than you. Oh wow, he's defending it. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. Um, this game was also, uh, there were two other things that this game was, that make this game beloved. One was, uh, going backstage. Um, there's like, I, I want to say like six or seven backstage areas that you can spill into. Uh, yeah, I saw was, like, 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 I watched like the setup for a hardcore match and they showed like options to choose areas in the backstage Right. Yeah. So correct? they had like boiler rooms and hallways. They had locker rooms. They had a bar. Um, a lot of really, really neat things. That, you know, and each one had interactive objects that you could use and, you know, pick up uh, you know, a broom or whatever and smash it off your buddy's head. And uh, just a lot of, you know, and again, it, it, it just it gave it a lot of variety and it gave it a lot of replayability that, you know, when you're having your match and, you know, you're fighting against your former friend who turned on you. And, uh, you know, all, you know, all of a sudden you go out back to the bar and you Irish whip them onto a pool table and give them a DDT. On it a was, pool table? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was all very, very satisfying. And they actually, this was also, I believe, the first game that had a breakable uh, announce table ringside as well, which was oh. huge. That's, that's big, uh, yeah. But uh, and so the other huge thing about the game that, that people really loved was the story mode, um, because one of the advantages of the Nintendo 64 having the limitations, they couldn't really do voice acting. So the story mode was all text-based, which gave them infinite possibilities in like this huge, huge branching story mode that like, so you could go through the game and you don't have to win because if you lose, that would take the story in another direction. And so ultimately, like, you know, if you map it out, there's like 5 trillion different fucking ways that story could go, um, which was always really cool. Because you didn't know what was going to happen. 
Yeah. Would you like purposely try to do things to see what like you know? Would you like go like lose on purpose to see what would happen instead of trying to win every match? Oh yeah, of course. I, I always you know I would start a new story mode and then you know I'd I'd kind of just anytime something looked familiar I would diverge from it. That way I could give it another go and see where else it would go. And it was you know for a, a 1999 wrestling game it was it was on par with the writing of WWE at the time. Like it was not. Uh, they weren't bad stories by any stretch of the imagination. So what do you think the, uh, were they based on what would they were doing on actual TV or were they doing more outlandish stuff? Cause it was a video game. Uh, in this particular game, they, they, I, I don't really remember too much, but I feel like they tried to keep it pretty straightforward. Just hunts for the title and kind of your standard feuds. I mean, they didn't have too much, uh, wiggle room technology wise to, you know, create unique characters or sets or anything for, for anything to get too out of the ordinary so they, they couldn't go that far. But later wrestling games have had some fucking insane shit, you know, especially with like the undertaker and, and going down that route route. But uh, no, I mean, this is, you know, pretty much grounded in the reality of the attitude era. And, um, and, and it is just the, the best part about it to play it now is that it really is just this time capsule of that time in wrestling. It's just, it's got that, you know, 1998, 1999 roster. Um, it's got a lot of, uh, you know, it's, there's a handful of legends in it. Um, and it got weird because, you know, the more you would play in the story mode, you would unlock characters. And some of the non-player characters that were in the story mode eventually became playable. Uh, Stephanie McMahon, um, disgraced former referee Earl Hebner, uh, and even and you, one of the Godfather's hoes. You could wrestle it? Oh, wow. Wait, so you could technically JR, see Jerry Lawler, Michael Cole. You could see any of them like give the Rock a pile driver, possibly, or yeah. No, oh, absolutely. Who... I did watch what some of the game footage I watched. It was um, it was Steve Austin and Triple H were fighting on the entrance ramp, and Austin just turned and gave Stephanie McMahon a stunner. Yes. Which I, I thought that was hilarious, but absolutely, yeah. yeah. She was uh, she was probably Triple H's valet in that match because you could always have someone accompany you to the ring. Yeah. Um, and so they could get in the mix. And so that was one thing that was also really kind of funny about No Mercy is that not only could you make all these creator wrestlers, you could edit any wrestler in the game completely, like outside oh, wow, of their moveset. Yeah. So you could take Stone Cold and literally just turn him into Stephanie McMahon if you wanted to. <laughs> so and what would happen is they had the intro to the game it was it wasn't you know again they couldn't do video so it's an in-engine intro video so it's like taking clips you know it's running these clips from the game in real time to kind of create an intro you know so like the old like the raw's war intros it would just be clips of like here's stone cold giving a stunner here's triple h giving a pedigree here's a guy going through a table they did that but it's in engine so if like you edit stone cold and turn him into fucking sable in the intro of the game, you'll have Sable giving like Vince McMahon a Stone Cold Stunner. Like <laughs> so, funny. people would fuck with that all the time to kind of just make that intro just complete mad madness idiocy, which was a lot of fun. Nice. So, um, yeah, how big was the roster overall? Do you think how many how many wrestlers were there? I want to say probably forty to fifty, hmm. um, and it, it could be more. Um, and because that's what they would do too is like they didn't have enough slots for wrestlers. So sometimes they would take like more minor characters and because uh, every character could have four attires. So yeah. you would have, I don't remember off the top of my head, but it would be like 
you'd have one character where slot A was Pat Patterson, slot B was Gerald Briscoe, slot C was JR. Okay. Um, so, you know, to kind of have as much as you could, and also because you don't want to give four tires to a throwaway character that no one's ever going to play. Right. Um, but so let me see, let me see if I can pull it. So there's 74 characters in total. Um, and again, they had everyone. So it goes, you know, everywhere from Al Snow to Andre the Giant to uh, Cactus Jack. They had all three faces of Foley, to my recollection. Nice. Um, Hardcore Holly, and, you know, Rikishi, Perry Saturn, the cat. Uh, but then, you know, like I said, you know, they would Who's take the each cat? Slot. Uh, uh, formerly Miss Kitty. She was. Um, oh, woman. I thought it was okay. Yeah, Scott, she was Jared Lawler's lover. Oh, Scott the life. Cat? Uh, Scott the Cat, yeah. Scott okay. the Cat. <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to find a list that has like all like the, the fucking stupid characters that they would put in it. Because that was like the big go-to joke was that the Godfather's hoe was an unlockable character. Um, so yeah, all the, all the randos. Did you just send me three things? They had... Um, I didn't send you anything. Oh. On some weird yeah, Skype weird. bullshit. I'm not gonna, gonna ignore all of that. Uh, but yeah, so they had Vince McMahon, Howard Finkel, Jerry Lawler, mm, uh, Fabulous Mula, May Young, Jr., uh, disgraced former referee Earl Hebner, Pat Patterson, Gerald Briscoe, Paul Bear, Michael Cole, Shane McMahon, Linda McMahon. Uh, so yeah, so those are a couple of the nonsense characters that you could uh, that you could play as and. Plenty of people would, because why the hell not? I don't think I would. I would have gone with a Paul Bear, maybe. Yeah. See what that would have been like. That's the thing. I've played as I've probably played as all of them at some point. You get bored and just say, "All right, well, let me see how Linda McMahon plays." Yeah, just picture Paul Bear as a world champion. Yeah. You could just you know we could take out you know whatever on the Undertaker since they were you know that could have been something. Yeah. But that really was the beauty of the game, is that you could have just the dumbest possible matchups and have the most absurd people become world champion. And it was uh, truly the novelty never got old. Oh, well, that's, that's good. That's the same. Like, you know, it sounds like you had like tons of replayability. You have, I think you had a few more options on yours than I had on mine. Maybe. Yeah, maybe one or two. Yeah. But I don't know. It's, uh, I forgot to mention for mine, it. it didn't matter, but the Starman. I don't know if you uh, did you use Starman at all. So I'd see what he looked like. No, he was a. Uh, he was I never, entirely. I never got past the first two. <laughs> he was entirely pink, uh, except he had blue trunks, boots, and he has just a big blue star on his face. I'm assuming it was supposed oh, to be a mac, a mask, but yeah. yeah. I want to play this, man. The fuck. Oh, well, go back and figure it out. I gotta get good, I guess. Yeah. That's what the kids say. They say get good. Bring that switch to Kevin. Show up right now. All right. Be right I, already, I already told Scott uh, to ask him to throw a rock through Kevin's new windows for me. My God. He said he would, so we'll see if he follows through. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm praying. All right. So we uh, did we cover everything you wanted to about the game? I mean, from yeah, that, what I watched, too, no I was it, it, I'm sure at the time I would have loved it. If I was I was a PS1 guy. I never. I don't think I've ever played N64 personally. Just I just never got around to it. it wasn't like I refused to. I just a PS. I was PS1 for a long time. There's, so. uh, there's about five outstanding games that you missed out on, and then a lot of trash. But oh. I love it. I think it was, it was, my... it was your. 
It was my, it was just it was my baby. I loved my oh. Nintendo sixty four. Oh, nothing wrong with it. I have nothing against Nintendo. But um, if we if we do this again, I think I already have a PS one game in mind that I would be choosing for next time. So shit, which one? Tell me now. Yeah, spoilers for whenever we tend. That's a WCW versus the world. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. I play a lot of that one too. So yeah, does that wrap it up then? That wraps it up, kids. That's that's video games. Go ahead and play them. Next time, what are we doing next time? I don't think we've ever done that before. Announce what we're doing next time. Do you remember what we're doing next time? What we'll be recording? Is it the one that we're recording in two minutes? Yes. <laughs> yeah, everybody, tune in for our next episode. We're going to talk about cage matches. Yeah, we just we got a cage match to talk about. Hooray! Our personal friend Hulk Hogan and uh, the Big Boss Man in one, and then uh, Stone Cold and Vince McMahon in the other. Stay tuned. Ah, spoilers and everything. All right then. Hey, that was a podcast. Thank you so much. Go play those games. Bye. Goodbye. I love you.